Darkness was over the deep. So that's the next thing that we see. Darkness was over the deep. Now, there's two things to understand about darkness and deep. One, darkness is the idea of unknown, right? It's pretty obvious. It's also the idea of disorder. There is nothing dark. Just for a moment, do this exercise. Imagine being in a completely dark room where you can't see your hand in front of your face. You've done that before? Most of us have. I did it when I was little, where you go into a completely dark room, all the lights are off, you got your eyes wide open, and you're moving your hand like this. And if you've got a clever brother, he smacks your hand, guessing where it is, and you hit yourself in the face. And then he goes, why'd you hit yourself? Right, and that's... That's the, the darkness. That's the idea here. Utter darkness. There is no light. So imagine you're sitting in a long corridor down the hall. And there's a long corridor. And you've been sitting here for a long time. There's a comfortable couch that you're sitting on. And as you're sitting on this couch, you uh, begin to kind of feel around the room. And you, you imagine. You imagine the room. And there's uh, oil painting on the wall. And it's a huge oil painting. You can feel it. You can feel the ridges. I don't know if you've ever uh, had eye paint. I don't know if you've ever felt the pains, you're not supposed to. Don't go do this. <laughs> Children, don't get me in trouble by going home and feeling all the pains. Don't do this. So, the, you're not supposed to, but you feel the wall, you feel like, oh, this must be oil or acrylic painting, it's got the kind of ridges and lumps to it. There's some form, there's some shape on the walls, it's, it's, and there's, there's kind of a sweet but musty smell, and you're, you're sitting there, and you're on this very comfortable, it feels like a very comfortable chair, and oh, ooh, Let's pretend there's something furry that you're petting. And it feels not soft and seems to be nuzzling up against you. And then, the end of this long corridor, there's a light that starts to shine. And as your eyes begin to adjust, you begin to realize that the walls are covered in soot. And soot that's hardened over the years. And you're sitting on a pile of trash, but it's trash that's been softened by moisture and and just by being there, and it's composted. And you begin to recognize that the kind of sweet but musty smell is, yeah. Then you look down and you realize the thing you've been petting is a very large rat. Who's very happy I didn't pet it, but he's there. See, this is this is what it's like for the darkness. You feel perfectly content in your sin and wickedness and evil. You feel perfectly content until the light starts to show up. And God is gracious, isn't he? He shows up at the end of the hallway, right? And you you can stand up all of a sudden and go, oh! And that's the initial reaction of salvation, isn't it? Whoa, what was I doing? Oh! You begin to move towards the light. You begin to move away from the garbage of life and the filth of life. You begin to walk down the corridor and and darkness no longer ruling you. Indeed, you've been brought into this marvelous light. And you step away from the darkness and you begin to go down the hall, hopefully. Some people stay there in the chair going, I don't know how to do it. You just stop it. Seems logical. And that's why God gave us the church. A bunch of people who are walking down the hall. Going, hey, come this way. You begin to move down the hall, and darkness begins to fade, and you begin to, your eyes begin to adjust all the more. And, but here, this image that we have is this oppressive darkness is over the deep. The deep. Have you ever studied the word the deep in the Bible, or, or the, the deep oceans, or monsters are in that thing? 
When you read the Bible, this concept of the deep is the great unknown, that which is unknowable. Darkness, by the way, is used in, uh, just to give you some cross-references, is used in Job chapter 3, verse 5, to uh, describe an extreme state of gloom. And it's used again in Exodus 20, 10, verse 21, with the plague of darkness, where they couldn't see anything at all. God shut out all light except for the land of Goshen. And then we've got the deep in the Bible. This is used to describe the subterranean waters, the deep unknown. Isaiah 51, 10 talks about how the Lord dries up the deep. And that's conquering all sin and death. That's the image of Jesus Christ having victory over all things. The, the Lord dries up the deep. Then in 63, Isaiah 63, verse 13, not only that, but the Lord leads people out of the depths, out of the deep. You've got Jonah falling down into the deep. The deep is where monsters are. That's where the Leviathan lives. That's where things that we can't see are. Dragons are in that. This is a dangerous place. The ancient Near Eastern picture of the deep is terrifying. So I wanted to give you an ancient Near Eastern picture of philosophy just to help maybe understand some of what's going on here in Genesis. We've got the, the deep, which is this waters on the edge past the mountains. You've got the mountains, which are all that can be known that hold up the heavens. Shemayim, right? That's the heavens in Hebrew. That's the Hashemayim. It's the heavens above. And you've got, he, he's holding up the heavens and you've got the waters beneath and the waters above. The waters is mining. That's why I'm saying the Hebrew word. Waters is mining. Shemayim is heavens, right? You can hear it. Right? You can hear the rhythm. It's beautiful. If you don't know Hebrew, uh, it's not fun to read the rhythm. But... I love it. So you can read the rhythm, right? So we've got the Shemayim above, the Mayim below, and you've got this, uh, what can be known here are the mountains that hold up the sky, and beyond the mountains are the deep. And the deep was what is terrifying. Remember that the deep is what floods the earth. When reverse creation happens with Noah, read that passage. If you, if you just baffle at the idea of reverse creation, read that passage again in light of chapter 1 and 2. And you will see that this is the exact opposite of what happens in creation. It's reverse creation. God reverses what happened in creation. The deep springs forth and explodes over all things. It is terrifying. And darkness hovered over the deep. 